Hello there, and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz. There's no tomorrow. This week, we're talking about Star Wars Visions. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, John. How are you doing hey, today? I'm doing great. Yeah, just can't wait to talk about uh, some of the stuff that I've been watching, and also Star Wars Visions. So, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Well, mm. let's, I mean, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight yes. into it, why don't we? Full spoilers yeah. ahead. Oh, yeah, spoilers. It, it, just get some popcorn or just <laughs> anything to watch the Star Wars Visions. There have been yeah. some strange episodes to go mm. through. I mean, the second the second one was a bit... Mm. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so, like, to start off with, let's just talk about, like, full season thoughts. That's, like, a full thing. What did you think? Um, so, for, uh, really, I enjoyed it, some of the parts that I really liked, especially episode one for uh let me get the some of the episodes on the screen yeah so i really liked one um for uh six and uh eight i i thought these were really strong episodes yes. but some of the other episodes uh the twins, i agree so for those of you uh, who have uh, watched it that's the jewel the village bride tob1 and lopinocho lopinocho that's yes. a great one I, um, I i i agree i think those are some of the strongest episodes yeah, but there have been some episodes that have been like have really weak storylines mm. and really mm. uh, over. It was underwhelming stuff as well. Like, yeah, it wasn't. Re- it didn't really fit in some of the stuff, especially the Tatooine Rhapsody. What, <laughs> what the heck was well, that? Let's. There was like. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go from the start. Let's go yeah, the start. Well, let's do let's let's do episode by episode. Let's start with the duel, right? Oh, yeah. I think so it's it's worth saying that every episode is visually stunning you know yes it says it in the it says it in the title of the video star wars visions is beautiful it is beautiful it is mm. absolutely breathtaking the fact uh, that we have got like nine different anime studios just doing what they want with star wars you know non-canon stuff is so cool so refreshing uh, you know, yeah this is coming from disney and lucasfilm who you know they are businesses and they're just saying hey make what you want and i think that is amazing and that makes me so happy um so yeah seeing like the beauty of these things was it, there was something to like in all of them just because of how they looked visually yeah and like how you know each studio created their own story you know how they thought about Star Wars in their own mind, you know, like what Star Wars was meant for them. And they added their own, like their own ideas and like how crazy it was. Like the, the, the first episode, the duel, like that is so cool. Like with the visual art and with like uh, some of the traditions, like some of the, you can see it, don't you? Like with the samurai swords as well. Yeah. Like, well, like immediately like, when I saw this, you've got like, you know, it black and white and, you know, this almost—it's almost as if it's an old film with like the scratches like the on the Samurai. screen. Yeah, right. It gave me Kurosawa vibes, and obviously, mm. Star Wars is heavily influenced by Kurosawa samurai films. So immediately, yeah. I think it was really, really cool to get that connection. That was amazing, and you know, like this episode just grips me in immediately by these visuals. Yeah. The fact that oh, it's black and yeah. white, but all of the lights are still coloured, mm. so you still get the satisfaction of the lightsabers. That stuff, I think, was very... a really nice aesthetic choice. Yeah, and I really liked the samurai um, swords, and especially mm. that 
in the plot twist, well, if it's a plot twist, so you can see it in the trailers, but the plot twist that the guy that we've been looking through is a Sith. And we have see we see two Siths fighting each other. It's cool samurai swords, just two villains fighting in the village, and he's got a droid as well. And um and it, it really fitted well, like how, you know, um it, the ideology of the you know Siths have been ruling over for many many years and then there's one Sith who you know really um doesn't want to do that anymore you know you, you, it's really interesting how they've done that um uh, yeah, it, it's, they... it's interesting to see different layers of the Sith normally yeah, what we've seen exactly, in the Star Wars really universe dark side unit users are very much kind of like you know they want power they want you know life you know you know you, you of course there's nuance in that you know, especially in legends, but you know, if we're thinking about, you know, just canon, I mean, technically this would, th- you know, this could fit anywhere. So, like, there's a little bit of wiggle room, but seeing a Sith who's just, you know, said no and wants the peaceful life, I think is a very interesting twist on that. Mm, yeah. And it was so cool to watch. Like, again, the visual art mm. and uh, what else I want to talk about. Um, I don't know, story, story-wise. Oh, I feel like ev- every cool. episode kind of centers around the Force and Force users and lightsabers. Mm. And I think that I think that I really enjoyed how, you know, they, obviously all the episodes, the longest episode was 23 minutes, but they're mostly like in between like the 13 minute and 17 minute mark. So short episodes, shorter than any other, you know, Star Wars TV show that isn't, you know, like a series of shorts. And I really liked oh, the how Star Wars holiday special. Oh no! Unfortunately, oh, no. the Star Wars holiday special is much longer than than yeah. fifteen minutes. Um, oh, good, but yeah, that is. I think it's really cool that they that, that it was mystical and it was it, there was a beauty to it. You know, like mm. they they didn't waste any time. You know, showing like you know explaining things most of the time i think there was there was heart and emotion and you know it kind of gave like you know the mysticism of the force mm. relevant weight yeah. if you know what i mean yeah yeah I, I could see it and like how refreshing it was to see because in like some of the star wars stuff we we didn't like prophecy uh, properly see um some of the stuff like the, the visions like it's non-canical but like it's, it's like experimental with some of the stuff with star wars you know what can we do with this or what we can do uh with that as well definitely and, i think each episode because it's yeah. an anthology and every episode you know whether or not they make a season two and whether or not they decide to continue because there are definitely some episodes that you could you know do more with create a story on yeah i think yeah. most of the yeah. episodes you could expand on more and whether they want to do a season two and bring back the same studios or you know new studios like i think that the beauty of it is that each episode you know has its own statement and you know makes you think in its own unique way you know without mm. kind of taking ages to get there you think about something like the bad batch where there's so many episodes that don't really do anything for the overall plot or like all the character development um, but I think that this show, because of its length and because of the style of it, I would say that I enjoyed this more than The Bad Batch, purely because there was something new in every episode. And I feel like all the, for the most part, all of the characters were really well realised. Yeah. And I really liked how, you know, you didn't uh, get to get, um, have a lot of knowledge into the episodes. I mean, not like you 
you go into the episode and it just gives you an idea of what it is. I mean, this is just this is like fourteen or eighteen minutes of the episode, uh, and then it just gives you a, like a huge world building and does, of like yeah. the characters and like the past, like quickly that quick, and it's just so engaging to um, have that. But then like. It's so hard to do to create, you know, a story within 18 minutes. Like, I mean, it's Star Wars, like it's a whole universe, but I really liked how it's uh, very snappy, you know, like how simple it was not to be like complex for too many characters. Yeah, it wasn't world spanning. It wasn't like, it wasn't a galaxy hopping adventure. It was just here we are on this planet and we are with these group, this group of characters, you know, yeah, they don't really feel, and, and I feel like, the show struggled the most when it had different characters, like multiple characters to develop. When it focused on maybe three or four, I feel like it wasn't as bad. But then sometimes when you have like a big cast of characters, then it gets like, so like in terms of the duel, basically you've got maybe four characters at the most. You've got, you know, like your your protagonist, antagonist, and then like the, the chief of the village and the person who helps fix the droid, you know, and all of these people, you know, you understand the dynamic of the village, you know, very well. And the kind of people they are in relation to the protagonist, um, you know, you understand, you know, the protagonist kind of view on war. And I think just the fact that we understand that so well means that they can just then have like 10 minutes of action. And it's fine because you already understand the characters really well. I mean, when the antagonist got out the like spinning lightsaber of death, that's <laughs> something you couldn't get away with anywhere else. If that was in a Star Wars like film, there would be public outcry on the streets. Oh, you know, even yeah, if that was like... in something like the Clone Wars or the Mandalorian, people wouldn't accept it. But because it's here, because it's in this one-off thing that you know, it's just super stylistically rich. It's just like you can get away with anything, and they really do. And I think it was awesome. Yeah, and like how crazy it was. Uh, especially there's like some so many uh, insane moments in the show. Um, like especially like the jewel. Right? No, which yeah, that one as well. That for example. And then, but there was like some underwhelming and but crazy stuff as well. Like the twins. That was a mm. bit weird. That was yeah, yeah. Really no, I I get that. Um, I think just. I, I, just final thoughts for me on the duel. I really liked how the battle, because it was mostly, you know, this really like really nice duel. I liked how it progressed um, in terms of it goes from like on land to across like a river and then like underneath a waterfall. And I think that's what the best oh, yeah. Star Wars duels do. Like you think about Duel of the Fates or Anakin versus Obi-Wan. They're moving constantly and going into different terrains, fighting. And I think that's what makes it cooler. And also why some Star Wars duels aren't as interesting or exciting to watch because they're largely just staying in the same place or in the same kind of arena of, um, you know, kind of like same terrain in a way. But, but yeah, I, I thought that I thought the duel was a really good way to start it. And, um, you know, mm. you're just you're yeah. getting, you're getting like a simple. Yeah, you're getting a simple samurai story, which, which you know, holds a lot of weight. You know, the characters that, you know, there's not like a whole lot of, you know, they don't need to like delve into the characters too much because, you know, the simplicity of it tells you everything you need to know. And I feel like, therefore, they got away with some excellent action. Yeah. And with the smooth and stunning visual 
um, animation as well. Yes. And yeah. It was a it, kind it was of a, great... a Yeah, it was kind of like a, a blend of 2D and 3D animation in, in this first yeah. episode. Um, and sometimes and it, that really can't work, I think, but I think it did work in this one. Yeah. And um, yeah, with the with the character developments, I thought this was a great introduction to see what the studio had. What was the studio for this? Was it Trigger? I do not I know. know. Oh, I'll, I'll look that up. Um, um, but yeah, but, so yeah. shall we talk about um, Tatooine Rhapsody Tat- next? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, tell me about them. What do you think? Um, what was this episode? <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so the duel was done by Kamikaze Duja. And so um, Tatooine Rhapsody is Studio Colorado. So, yeah. This was definitely my least favourite episode of the season. <laughs> yeah, same. It, it, I can't even describe... Well, okay, so it's basically a band who uh, gets tracked down by Boba Fett, mm. and one of the band members is uh, getting tracked. Well, is is the bounty? Yeah, is the bounty, and then he gets taken away uh, by Jabba, and then the final sequence is them just playing in. Uh, in Tatooine, um, mm. I forgot the place. I forgot the name of the place. It's, they do uh, the uh, it's 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 Mos Espa where they did the pod race. Yeah, Mos Espa. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Phantom Menace, yeah. nice, nice yeah. little callback of all of the episodes. I think yeah. this. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the only one that has a planet that we know of and we have seen before. And obviously, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, we You're can't right. have a single Star Wars thing without going to Tatooine. You know, I can't even, I don't, I don't, the Bad Batch might not have been Tatooine in fairness, but like most Star Wars like projects just, they just love going to Tatooine, you know, it's like, it's just iconic. Yeah, it, they, they just love it. Like, especially The Force Awakens. Wait, no, isn't it on, no, it wasn't on Force Awakens. Mm. Sorry, sorry. No, I it's not in, um, it's not in, um, well, in fairness, like. It kind of looked like. <laughs> deserts. It kind of Like the sequel trilogy loves its deserts. Deserts. Mm, yes, send. And it can, um, yeah. So Tatooine Rhapsody, this one was um, completed. It, it, it just felt like too many characters at once. It was just a bit. Yeah. Of it. I, um, I will say that. Uh, uh, go on, yeah, go on. Oh yeah, yeah. So with too many characters, and with it, it was a weak storyline. I, I just didn't have like anything really interested involved because, especially this, this one was about music. I, I thought it, it was a bit weird because mainly about like Star Wars visions is about like, you know, uh, I mean, if you compare this to the rest of the episodes, most of the episodes is just more like, like um, Jedi, you know, what they're learning about, uh, like going through the universe and uh, how they're going to solve their resolutions. But this one, it was just, it was a bit, it was just an odd one out, really. This um, one's less spiritual. It's not really about yeah, the spiritual. kind of yeah, yeah. It's not it's not about like a you know like an emotional journey in the same way that the others are connected to the force. It's more just about you know like a group of friends. And I don't and I think that because the episode is only about fifteen minutes long, I didn't get attached to the friends. I mean, it's fair to say that the animate yeah, the animation exactly. is still good. Yeah, it yeah. still looks visually stunning. I think the action yeah. sequences with Boba Fett were fun. Um, but my big problem was 
It's just a rock band in space. It's yes, not exactly. like it's not like it's not like any of the other like music that we've seen in Star Wars where you've got like Max Rebo playing his weird like piano thing or fingering down on the modal nodes, like you know, like with the classic Cantina song. Like uh, those yes, are like space instruments played by weird aliens. And for this, yes, there are, there are aliens and, and droids and stuff, but it's it's like guitars and like just like regular rock music and I feel like if you're going to do that in space, I would want a bit more, you know, like literally like for other things in um, in Star Wars, like in The Force Awakens, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote a song for um, Maz Kanata's Castle, which was performed by J.J. Abrams, which is oh. the weirdest thing ever. Um, but he wrote that and it, you know, it sounds like something that you would hear in space, whereas this just sounds like, you know, you've got a recording of something from Earth. It didn't. It didn't sound like you know anything that that I would expect. You know, music to be like in the Star Wars universe, and it it just felt you know out of place with yes. some of the stuff that was going through. And like story wise, it yeah, I, I said it was weak. But um, like what else I didn't like? Um, I mean, again, music. Uh, I can get why you know it's a group of friends, but I didn't have a you know what you said no attachment to them which i can also understand i had no uh, attachment to the characters because i felt like it was a bit rushed about well it is 15 minutes but it's just rushed um and um it it music doesn't really fit into the star wars universe what you said again but it um yeah, it, it wasn't spiritual at all i don't know what yeah, to say in, about, in, in about this, this case the, the music i i think i think the music let it down um mm. But, uh, especially yeah. at the end yeah, yeah like, right? it's like the the big moment is supposed to be them all playing like a rock concert but you know it's it's to me at least it's nothing but i mean i guess if you live in in the star wars galaxy you've never heard music like that before you might be really excited but for us <laughs> and then nothing Jab- special javid must be like what are they playing or just standing like around in the arena and just like what 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 is this what's Rap? going on um, I will say it was fun to, I don't know, did you watch this episode, did you watch this show in uh, the Japanese or the English version? Um, okay, to be honest, right, um, I watched, um, I watched the duel in Japanese. Okay. Uh, uh, dub, and, uh, but then as I tried to uh, listen throughout the Japanese, I was a bit, um, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I went back to English dub. I don't know why I did this, but I just felt um, I wanted to... Disoriented. Yeah, it was a bit disoriented. Ah, what you said, <laughs> I can't even speak today, but um, about like that, it, 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 I wanted to get like that whole immersive, like from the studios, what, you know, what they put into, but I went back to the English dub um, and... I felt a bit more comfortable, like what, yeah. You know, I, I watched stand. it. In, I watched it in English too, and I, I just think it's worth pointing out that it was, you know, I think I think all the actors are doing a great job, and it was yeah, really fun I, to see Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett in in um, Tusken Rhapsody. That was like mm, really cool. Like yeah. you didn't have to get Tamara Morrison. You know, you could have got Dee Bradley Baker or just somebody else. You know, like obviously, you know, Dee Bradley Baker, you know, and all the clones and stuff. But getting Tamara Morrison, who obviously now is making his you know, impact as Boba Fett in The Mandalorian and in the book of Boba Fett, which is which will be coming soon. 
like that's just cool you know like it's just really cool and i think boba fett is awesome we, we all know he is um, yeah of course he is of course, of course. uh oh and especially um boba fett we're gonna get more news on that uh yes disney plus Disney Plus Day, yes, um, in the beginning of November. So I presumably we'll get a Boba Fett, a book of Boba Fett trailer then. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, exciting. Um, mm. So yes, yeah, so the next one is The Twins, which is the one done by Trigger. Um, oh yeah, Trigger, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one yeah, might yeah. just be, the, this is just the one that just didn't stand out too much to me. Um, it wasn't my least favorite. Yeah. And that, I think that was Tattooing Rhapsody. But Tattooing Rhapsody was more memorable this just kind of faded into the background. It was just like a, you know, like a kind of alternate reality where, you know, it was almost as if Luke and Leia were the heads of the Empire. And I mean, again, visually stunning, great voice work. Neil Patrick Harris plays the uh, the brother. I think I thought that was fun. Um, I liked oh, recognizing right. his voice. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's done loads of voice work. He played Spider-Man in a video game once. Um, I think it was Wait, a video what? Game. Yeah, no one of the one of the video games. Um, I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't really leave an impact for me. This one. Yeah, I, it it was overwhelming with a lot of the animation, but I thought the animation was cool in this one. I thought you know it was like crazy, but again, uh, the relationship that the, the dynamics between the brother and sister was a bit weak. Like I didn't have that connection at all. Like what was oh. you know giving out. So. Um... And, Really quickly, Neil Patrick Harris voiced Spider-Man in Shattered Dimensions and in uh, the new animated series. Oh. Yeah, cool. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, where was I? Yeah, so the dynamic... Uh, da, da, da. Um, and I thought with some of the character developments... There was, like, no character developments in this one. I thought this one was a bit weird. Um, like, it was more focused on... All of the stuff, really. I, I don't know. It was just like... Yeah, it was just it, like, it was just like you know, the brother's trying to convince the sister, you know, and the sister's not budging. And then it just kind of, yeah. There was, oh, and the, the kyber battle crystals. was cool. Like, yeah, the kyber crystals. It, you know, it was, it was cool, but it wasn't anything that I was like, oh, yeah. yes, this is a highlight for me. Yeah, and I thought, like, they could have focused on the kyber crystals, but then it was more about, you know, the fight between the brother and sister. And mm-hmm. again, we didn't we didn't actually see, you know, the character the motivations for these, like, okay, they, they were born and raised in the Empire, but then, you know, what was, you know, the different motivations, you know, like the brother, why is he going to, like, be a Jedi? And then, you know, the sister, like, wants to continue being the uh, in, in, into the Empire, you know? It was a bit hard to you know struggle to get to see what the characters are trying to do in, yeah, in this episode i agree and, and you, episode, yeah. you spoke about world building and i agree that most of the episodes have really good world building but this is one of the ones where i feel like the world building was just kind of like yeah it's the empire and it's like okay but it's clearly not the empire like can yeah. we expand a little bit on how it's different and i just didn't really feel that um Again, I don't know if they want to continue the story, if they want to do a season two or anything. But yeah, it just wasn't hugely um, memorable. Yeah, I thought it was like just on the uh, Star Destroyer, just like that. No, it's yeah. not the Star Destroyer. Is it? Is it the Star Destroyer? It's like it's some variant yeah, yeah, on a Star, Star Destroyer. Destroyer. So there's yeah. seventy ships. I, there's seventy ships that the, the, the names. But I was about to say the Death Star, 
I was like, no, John. No. It's the Star Destroyer. No, no John. Star Destroyer. No, John. Um, no. Um, yeah, that one wasn't but... too memorable for me, but what was memorable, episode four, The Village Bride, oh, might be my favourite yeah. episode. Possibly. Yeah, I... Um, um... So this one is done by Cinema Citrus. Cinema Citrus. Cool. Um, mm. Yeah, I, re- I think this one was the most emotionally resonant to me. Um, yeah, I thought the music. I don't, I'm not sure if all the music is done by the same composer throughout the series, but this episode, the music stood out the most to me. There were some really incredible uh, moments, like when they see so cool. the the kind of history of the nature. Beautiful sequence. Oh, um, beautiful sequence. And yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah. at the end, when the um, when the Jedi reveals herself, that was really powerful, really emotional. I really felt that. You mm. know, I love that. Yeah. Moment. And yeah, again, like with this smooth animation, you know, really reinforces like the, uh, uh, the you know, the backstory of this uh, nature of the planet and like how beautiful it was. But then, you know, the Empire was like um, destroying it uh, with people, you know, what they're doing to this planet. And again, like the characters, are, I thought I had a more emotional uh, alignment with these characters, like there was a lot more connection, like what were they doing, especially with the couple, like they wanted to do something well with this planet. And then the Jedi, um, like we see this huge change that, you know, through the episode, like at the start, she was a bit, you know, uh, skeptical, uh, skeptical. Uh, am I seeing it right? Skeptical. Skeptical. <laughs> okay, wait, I need to look on Google now. I'm sorry. Um, skeptical. How do I say it, man? Skeptical. Skeptical, yeah, like yeah, skeptical, but skeptical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, spectacle. <laughs> oh, Neil. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, what What I loved yeah, about this bit, one is that she was a bit doubtful. She was a bit doubtful yes. at the beginning, like what she was doing, and then when she had that sudden realization, like what what everyone was trying to do, and then at the end, it was like so emotional about like I want to be yeah, the Jedi, you know how you know nature. Um, I forgot. It is. It is on along along the lines, and then she yeah. pulls out the samurai sword, the yellow one. It was a cool one. I really oh, like that one. I mean, yellow is probably my favorite lightsaber color. Whenever I'm playing Fallen Order, I pop a yellow kyber crystal in, and yeah, yellow, orange, mm-hmm. whatever. Very, very nice. Yeah. I love. I love that aesthetic. Yeah. What I liked about this one is we've only really seen like marriage in the form of. Anakin and Padme and even then we don't really like get to explore it in any in any way um mm. obviously there are other characters who've been married but like we don't really we haven't really explored it in in any in any um significant way I enjoyed that this explored what this planet's marriage ceremony is like I mean first of all mad props to my guy for car- for carrying his fiance all the way up that mountain that has got that's got to be really like hell on your back um mm. but like yeah you, we find out that like you know like it's like kind of a bit of a ritual that you know, like she can't touch the floor with like her bare feet, and like they have to like stand on like on like the the the, the top of the mountain, and they have this like really like tender moment, and then like you kind of get a bit of like the after party, and I, I thought that was really really nice to explore. You know, again, there are so many things in, in this you know show that come back to spiritual connections connections to the force connections to nature connections to people around you and i think that they came out in some really emotional moments like like the bride's sister 
you know, like not wanting her to like give herself up to the Raiders and then the Raiders mm. like, you know, almost taking both of them. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, yeah. and, 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 and again, like you got all that stuff, but at the end, but then, you know, you, you get some sweet action as well, which is always appreciated with the, you know, with the Jedi revealing herself and the, the sniper uh, helping her out. Just cool stuff. Mm. Really? Yeah, really cool, really cool um, uh, episode that I really liked. And, like, it really fit, you know, it, it was refreshing. I don't know. It, again, this is Star Wars Visions. It's not non kind of cool to anything. But I wish, you know, with the new trilogy uh, that we had, you know, uh, Force Awakens, uh, um, The Last Jedi, and then Rise of Skywalker, those... Um, that that was a bit different because I wished you know, Star Wars you know didn't get did get didn't go to that reboot um thing. But again, I don't know. It it, it, it was a bit sad, you know, like to think about like what Star Wars what could have done with like mm. what would uh, experiment with some of the stuff like. What they could I mean, do, I, then... I, th- I think I think it's fair to say that the sequel trilogy could have taken more risks, and I understand that with Force Awakens. They didn't want to take risks. They wanted to make something safe that the audience would yeah. like and the audience would remember. And I think that's fair enough, even though some of the that's abandoned fair. concepts yeah, fair, yeah. would have been great. And I think that they should have... I mean, obviously, like, Last Jedi was a lot more um, risky, a lot more experimental, um, and it didn't work I can for appreciate people. that. That was great. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Um, and I just think that Disney then got cold feet, and that's why we have... Rise of Skywalker instead of Duel of the Fates, which I think would have been a much better ending to the trilogy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy that this show takes risks. Um, yeah, because I'm glad sometimes, because sometimes so Star cool. Wars doesn't, basically. Yeah, like Star Wars, what Star Wars can do. But this, this is so awesome to see what they can do. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed this episode, uh, The Village Bride. So yeah, cool. me too. So cool. um, next is uh, The Ninth Jedi by Production IG. Um this is the longest episode, actually, coming in at 23 minutes. I think that this one is one that I would definitely like to see um, expanded on. If they do a season two, if they want to bring back Production IG or any of the other um, studios, I think this is one of the ones that I think there's a lot more to tell. Um, but with the story we got, I think it was very interesting, you know, getting this getting this mystery these layers of mystery like why have they been sent there you know like who 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 is the person who's who sent the jedi there and then you get like mm. the twist that half of them are sith and the whole like you know thing about like again connection the the daughter of the sabersmith has a lightsaber and as she fights more with it and as her connection to the force grows the lightsaber's color becomes more defined which is such a cool concept like that's yeah. really really cool and um, and yeah, I think the I think that um, this episode starting off you know a bit slow, but I think definitely brought it in the climax. Yeah, where I picked up its you know pace, what you know what's trying to show and like what's uh, happening again. I really yeah really liked the idea of you know lightsabers. You know like what color uh, it it brings out like the true color in you. Uh, like it's green, purple, blue, uh, and. And I really like that, you know, it shows like character development within, you know, within yeah. the fights, you know, something like that. And such a cool concept. I really like, you know, I really like that one. Yeah. And the story, yeah, 
so it was really interesting to see you know how the characters come together and see um what they're doing and the whole not it wasn't even a plot twist but it was kind of seeing you know that um the what's the mars grave yeah the mars grave he was there all along Ooh, yeah <laughs> that was a that was a weird thing where, where he revealed himself and said, I've been here all along. And it's like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, didn't didn't know that. Didn't 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 figure that one out myself. Yeah, um, no, we, we did not know that you were in that giant robot <laughs> after all. No. Oh, whoa, what a twist. Oh but wow. It, uh, yeah, I think this episode was especially good at world building as well. Yeah, especially. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like small things like, okay, so in canon, you know, we've seen how Jedi form their lightsaber. It's like a it's a, it's like a a connective thing of the force where they, they they don't build it like you would you know like a like an engineer would but you get to see like a, a lightsaber smith which i think is really really cool you get to see the daughter of the lightsaber smith taking like a space taxi or something like onto like the space station with this really like like look like really like cool i just think it's really cool otherwise you don't need to have like such detail in the robot being like there, you know, trying to drink his oil and just being like, oh, I'm on my break, you know, and like, it's like a, a broken down place, but they do. Yeah. And I think like, there's just some really cool like things in that. And, and I, you know, especially towards the end, there are some really, really cool visuals with the red lightning, the red Sith lightning. I thought that was just Ooh, yeah. awesome. Um. And I really liked, you know, how oh the plot twist again. There was another plot twist, fool. But <laughs> like all the other uh, other lightsabers uh, return red. I was like, oh yes, oh. that was a good reveal. Very very good. Yeah, that was revealing it all. I thought you know, that was in... like slowly building up. Sorry, yeah, uh, that was like slowly building up to like what was happening, and that was really good. And um, it, was, it wasn't too rushed up. It was that, but really really um, interesting. How you know all the other Jedi's became, you know revealed to be the Sith and like oh wow that's that's really interesting to see so yeah, yeah. I agree and I yeah, think this, that... is, this is one of the first I think there are a couple of episodes but this is one of the first ones that ended on a I think they will continue this route because it ended and and, and the guy was like come with me and help restore peace you know and then they fly off and it's like I am so very like I'm I'm pretty sure that like that means they want to continue the story somehow and yeah I think that'd be really cool um, I like a lot of this season, a lot of this season, but particularly this episode is focused around the lightsaber and the, the connection and the mythology around the lightsaber. The final shot of the, of the ninth Jedi is of the um, beam coming out of the space station. And then it turns upside down and it like, ha- and, it, and it looks like a lightsaber. Like mm. I love the way that they have mythologized, mythologized the, um, the, the lightsaber, as you say, it's connected to like samurai, samurai swords and has like a connection with um with like families and you know like with power in a way like you know you're not seeing like loads of people like in the prequels having lightsabers but simultaneously you know it's special enough that it's like a big moment and in, i think in each episode when they use lightsabers and then when they finally like you know like take them out i think it's a very it's it's a it's also a very unique take on it, and I think that's excellent. Mm, yeah, we love the idea. Um, yeah, w- one of the one of the strong episodes, I think, if I think about it a lot more than the Ninth yeah, Jedi. But really, really, really good concept. Yeah, 
So the next episode is TOB1, which is done by Science Saru. Um, you said this is one of your favourites, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I really like this one as well. Um, because I, I really, really uh, like the, um, you know, going through the character development with this um, robot called mm. TOB1 or Toby. And the uh, <laughs> one of the funniest it, lines in this episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the funniest lines in this episode was when he was like, I, my name is Toby and I'm a Jedi. It was just like such a because obviously I know that like it's like, but like it's not a, like what I would associate with as a Star Wars name, just like I am Toby. It's like it's like Toby Maguire just being <laughs> like, I'm a Jedi. Uh, that that is a weird sentence, but uh, yeah, I'm a Jedi, woo, woo, but. Um, woo! Woo. Uh, but this one uh, I thought you had more emotion to it you know like um, yes. uh, the I forgot that well the scientist so the scientist that uh, he has no arms uh, and um, he builds uh, these robots to help him with daily tasks and to rebuild uh, life uh, with the plants, with the ecosystem in on the planet, I don't know what's it called. Is it Tatooine? Is it Tatooine? Nah, it's no, not it's Tatooine. not Tatooine. Too. Yeah, it, no, it's not. I, I liked, I liked the way that they explored. Again, it's like they haven't really explored that kind of thing. Like limb loss in Star Wars is a a fleeting thing. You know, you you someone chops off your arm, don't worry about it. We'll just give you an, a robotic one. But like, you know, this is you know a very interesting take on that you know it you know it's it, it's not it's not you know quote unquote fixing you know the disability it's more like you know respecting it and seeing how how the how someone might live with that in Star Wars universe without just you know fixing it simply and I thought that was really really cool um again you know world building awesome stuff um and with the ecosystem as you said like just a simple farmer and scientist I think is just it's a concept that we love to see. Yeah. And with, I, I wish there was like a whole, you know, story uh, on the robots in Star Wars. I mean, you've got the story, uh, if you haven't read uh, Star Wars from a point of view for episode four, mm. um, that has really good um, stories on the robots in episode four. Yes, uh, yeah, like, it's, well, got, it's got a story about the RT unit whose motivator explodes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um. I well, there is actually a, a, a droid show coming. There was already a oh, droid. Oh, really? There was, yeah, there was already a droid show called Star Wars Droids in like the, the 80s or 90s. Apparently, it's really bad. I haven't seen it. But there's a new Star Wars show coming Um. called... Is it, I want to say it's called Droid Tales, but I know that's a Star Wars, a Lego Star Wars parody um one um i will try and find out what it's called star wars droid show star wars droid show oh no wait a droid story um gonk a a droid story (laughs) yes we've got gonk uh really this epic uh, journey so the 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 um synopsis is this epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by our most iconic duo r2 and 3po on a secret mission only known only to them what could possibly go wrong so this will probably be another animated series somewhere down the line 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, a, like cool. an emotional droid story, you know, like how these droids mm. are created, you know, something like that. Well, they but kind of like, they kind of half like delved into that when they did Solo. Obviously, L3. They did. They did. Yeah. Yes, L- L3's character is very like, you know, pro droid rights for a for lack of a better kind of term. You know, she wants to like, you know, liberate her people Um and it's a shame they, they haven't explored that since, because I think that's a very, very interesting, you know, reading of the, of the galaxy. Because, you know, it's easy to forget things like how many characters do not care about their droids. You know, like Anakin and Padme in Attack of the Clones just take C-3PO away from the Lars homestead and nobody cares. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, take him. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> like, and then yeah. like, Years later, when 3PO is sold back to Owen and Baru, Owen doesn't even remember him. It's like people in Star Wars just really do not care about um, about droids. I think that's an interesting prospect, but I liked how in this episode you've got a droid who has a connection to the Force. Like, yeah. that's very interesting. Very interesting to see, and like how his goals is to be, you know, a Jedi... Oh, I'm a Jedi, but um, I'm a uh, Jedi. <laughs> it's like in it's like in the Suicide Squad when Poker Dot Man's like, "I'm a superhero." Oh yeah, and then he just gets out oh, spoilers. Squished. He gets he gets a lovely day. He has a lovely time. Oh wow, he gets <laughs> a lovely time being a superhero. Yeah. Uh, uh. But um, anyway, yeah, um, I I much preferred the second half of this episode. The yeah, first I half, agree. like. The 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 way that um Toby signals the Empire, I thought was just a little bit flimsy. But after that, I think it was a lot stronger. It's like, oh, this is a message to all Jedi, and then the and then and then the Empire's like, right, we're gonna kill those guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, and but the really interesting thing was, you know, uh, like how the Empire, uh, what was I forgot the name of it what, we don't have a name of the massive lightsaber but i no no what the, the the one that fights um tob1 uh no i don't think we do it's some sort of no. some sort of dark lord right we'll call him gary so gary, gary. um so gary came down by <laughs> right, gary, uh, gary did you say jerry or gary gary okay gary gary so gary um, for that fight was interesting. Gary yeah, well, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the the fight visually, but mm. how did Toby, uh, a little a little droid with a load of other little droids, defeat Gary? I don't even know. Gary is I don't know. Gary is yeah, a Gary. <laughs> Gary is built different. Um, he really is, but not yeah. but not different enough for a little droid to defeat him, which is no. a little bit embarrassing. But it, it was a bit weird to see, you know. Um, uh, you know, it was it wasn't well balanced for this episode because some was like, oh, it's it's focusing on you know uh, the scientists with its plants, but then focusing on Toby being uh, Toby one being a uh, being a Jedi, and then you got Gary who wants to, to, to destroy uh, the, some of the Jedi, yes, and then you know uh, with the droids as well. It, it was a bit okay, yeah, yeah. It was an interesting story, so. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a wholesome story as well. Yeah, uh, another another one that I think they could continue 
I think it's kind of left open-ended at the end where he goes out and he's like, I'm going to continue the work of um, my master. And yeah, yeah I, was, I enjoyed that. I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah. So next is The Elder, um, which is a second one done by Trigger. Um, oh, yeah. Trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they did two. Um, the Elder was... Odd. I, I think... For me, it was my it was my least favorite one in terms of writing. Yeah, the writing was a bit messed up on this one. Like the scripts, script work, I, I can feel it was like, oh, Dan, you must not um, fight with this old person, um, or like in terms of motivation, get character motivation. It was a bit weird. So mm. they um. They, they, I think they, they tried to make um, the master and the apprentice kind of feel a lot more um, connected. And obviously you've got just about 10 minutes to make them feel properly, um, you know, like they have a relationship. But I don't feel like they really, I don't feel like that was done too well. Oh, yeah, that yeah. wasn't explored as much as it could have been. But then they kind of tried to do this whole like like thing where the the apprentice was like I presumed that the apprentice was dead. So I think then to go from like that um to uh like them being alive, I felt like it, the whole thing was just a little bit flat. Yeah, and like yeah, but the story was just a bit flat. I mean, it was pretty cool to have like an old Seth trying yeah. to wait wait that kind of oh uh empire no no rise ah return of the jedi yeah that ending yeah. no fighting with uh palpatine i mean no, yeah no, well it it, it um, kind of gives me it kind of gives me dooku vibes as well because you dooku, know, obviously, yeah, 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 obviously yeah. dooku's an older uh, sith as well I, I think that just like the the this one is one of the ones where the visuals stood out to me so much more than any kind of you know story elements you know the fight that the the master and the elder share was i think very well done mm, yeah um it it wasn't really engaging this episode like it was more about you know the dialogue it was more about you know um like oh the sith hasn't been here for hundreds of years and now they're extinct but um and the relationship between the um the uh, jedi and then the and the padawan you know it was a bit weird like it wasn't that strong connection to it you know it was like dad but it wasn't explored so yeah yeah i i agree um so the next one is uh lop and ocho which was done by gino studio um ah. i really like this one yeah, I really like this one as well. Um, I it was it was really um, I keep seeing it interesting because the show is really interesting. Uh, mm. um, but it it had that impact, you know, with them, it, you know, different paths as well. Uh, yeah. Especially, you know, what um, Lop wanted to do with the father, you know, mm. um, like they wanted to be a family, you know. Yeah, Star Wars is described by George Lucas as the as a galaxy spanning soap opera. So you know, family is a huge part of Star Wars, and 
in this ep- in this episode you know it sent the 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 emotional focus of it being centered around a family i thought was a good choice um because i felt that connection and i felt it when it broke and the way that lop goes so far you know to to side of the empire uh i think it's lop right lop's the one who goes to the empire yeah uh, yeah no it's no Archer. okay so archer is the one who goes um and obviously lot has to it's kind of like a a, a a story about found family and like like blood related family because obviously ocho um is you know she's obsessed with like being you know like the heir and like you know part of the family and like doing trying to do the right thing for the empire but you know, then forgets what you know what is important. Whereas Lop then has to become the one who um, takes up the family sword and you know defends their father. You know against against Ocho, who's kind of lost the, lost her mind a little bit. Mm, yeah, and you know it was like a bit unexpected. You know from the start. You know having that, um, you know that emotional connection. Like you're gonna be with us now, and then it, you know she just turns. To the empire like well okay yeah that that's... was pretty heartbreaking i think at, at the beginning i was a bit like i don't see why we have to see them meet but then by the end i understood you know how yeah. much that they've changed um i really like that yeah um, and it's um... great to explore another another corner of the galaxy but i would have liked to see a, you know explore a little bit more about the the slavery of lops people i think that mm. might have been a little bit interesting to look at but again this is another episode that ends and i think that you could continue the story in some capacity you know Ocho escapes yeah. leaving Lop and uh, her father you know who is now blinded I think that they could totally do more blind yes sorry uh, just gets cuts off like oh no my good my good eye I mean <laughs> you, you had one eye but okay uh, but the um, I really liked you know the, the dynamic between them like it was really heartbreaking to see you know uh, that Ocho was going to the empire and then uh lopo uh, it's what's it's lop not lopo oh. sorry <laughs> lopo lop, lop, lopo uh no it's a lot uh like having this you know the jedi uh sword as well a uh, sword i want to call it sword because it does look like a samurai sword but lightsaber so uh lightsaber and you know the whole uh idea is that inheritance so like what uh uh, Archer was trying to do with like her father like I am going to be you know uh, in order for the clan you know I'm going to be the leader but then that changes you know when uh, Lop gets the uh, lightsaber and then he says it's not blood related it's about inheritance you know like we're family <laughs> oh my god family oh my god um, but, uh, oh my god Vin Diesel would have loved this furious this whole time Vin Diesel uh, actually played every single character in this episode Wow. Has such range, <laughs> um, uh, and it it was so uh, heartbreaking to see. Yeah, just Definitely. having that sibling. But you know that kind of reminded me. You know the the twins, but mm. that um, Lop and Nacho did it better. I agree. Um, and Lop and Nacho was yeah. a longer episode as well. Um, so um, I think deeply explored. Yeah, yes, explored. definitely. Um, so the final episode is Ak- Akakiri, um, which is done by Science Saru. Um, this is a weird episode to end it on. Um, because yeah, I think it's funny episode. because this one again has the same twist as other episodes. The the person who we think is a Jedi is a Sith. 
Like, oh that, my god, that, that might be the third time they do that, like in the show. I just thought that was funny because all the I'm pretty sure that all the studios made the episodes like on their own, they didn't talk to each other, so they all like, like at least three of them came up with the same um twist, which I think was quite funny, yeah. And about like, oh, if you if you notice this, that nearly every episode has got. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yes, I noticed that too. I was like, okay, I, I know that it's a Star Wars thing, but like, calm down, all right? Okay, okay, we've got the reference, man. We've got the reference. We need we uh, need the reference. We got a bad feeling. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. This one was a really weird way to end it. Like, it was yeah. just ends on a dark note, but, yes. you know. Well, I like that. I don't think, I think that, I think that, it's bold and interesting to just to you know end it with an episode that again ends really dark uh, in a dark place and could be continued if they wanted it to um but I, I thought this was a beautiful one i thought you know like getting some like of like the different like conditions because obviously when they're walking across the mountain you get like some rain and some like mist and mm. like I, I forgot to say but in the elder when they fight with their lightsabers in the rain yeah yeah i was about to say that yeah I was about to so cool it's so just cool like it's like when we did it's like when we did clone wars and in clone wars when um ventress fights anakin and like the rain is like sizzling the lightsabers very very visually interesting i thought that was amazing yeah, it's so cool to have that that detail. And the amount of detail into this show is really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to appreciate that. And you can see, uh, going back to Lopin Archo, you can see the little runes, I don't know, on the lightsaber. Yeah, um, right. Um, yeah. Especially, there are a lot of, especially TOB1, that episode has some stunning backgrounds but the characters are more simplistic and I thought that was a really nice contrast yeah and so cool to have that definitely Uh, yeah so and at the end of the day what will you give this out of 10 um I'm more I really enjoy these episodes um Mm. the jewel the village bride Mm. um nice Jedi Lopa Nacho yeah uh and and like how they were the strong ones but the weaker ones uh tatooine twins uh elder and yeah i think those were the weaker ones i think yeah um yeah i, end I of agree the day, with that. yeah end of the day i feel like i want to give it an eight or seven because depending on like the start you know the animation and the story you know the, the good episodes that the really best episodes that you know the jewel village by and like all the uh things that i mentioned like those were the really strong um it's fair to say some, there was something to like in every episode whether it be the animation whether it be the action whether it be yeah. some of the acting i think that was um all yeah all yeah, pretty cool I, I agree i'd go seven out of ten as well um i enjoyed yeah. it more than the bad batch not by much yeah. but i did enjoy it more than the bad batch just by a little bit just because it's yeah. something more new um and i think the bad batch had a bit more bit more stuff that i had more problems with that show but like yeah do you want a season yeah, two would you would you want a season two and yeah of course like well it's... in that if that's the case do you want the same studios or new studios or both so some can like continue stories some can like try new things right. what do you think? i think 
both new studios. Like you can both, sorry, both yeah. new and old. Like I want, you know, to continue the story on um Lop Nacho. Yeah. And that's it, I think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I Oh, I don't know. I think I, I think the only one that I would like to see um probably Lopinocho and the Ninth Jedi. I would like Yeah, those are the only episodes that I really want them to continue because but the other episodes that I really liked, you know, it was like only, you know, it felt like one episode only and it like to show the character like really well in one short episode. So yeah, like the jewel, that was great, you know. Really good, snappy, simple, and such a strong introduction to the season. So, yeah, so 7 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, 7 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Brilliant. Let's move on. Now, before we do weekly viewing, there is something that I need to say. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that means a lot to me. But, John, the king, yeah. ha- the king has returned. What, what king? The King. Russell, the Davis, is coming back to Doctor Who. Thank God. This is the greatest news ever. Yeah, this is the best news ever. He's back. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I mean, listen, I'm not a fan of Chibnall stuff. And I'm so happy that the 60th anniversary is going to be written by Russell, the Davis. I'm so, so so happy honestly like in my opinion russell russell t davis his four seasons of doctor who are the best like in terms of storytelling do they have my favorite doctors no do they have my favorite companions no do they have some of my favorite episodes no are they are they the best overall probably and uh, and if you've seen years and years which was um what uh one of russell t davis is uh shows in 2019 if you've seen it's a sin which i haven't but i hear it's incredible we know that russell t davis has grown as a writer and i think he's going to bring some incredible stuff to dr who he revived it he brought it back and now he's going to take it out of a black hole and make it beautiful uh, again just when just when i i I think when I finished with Doctor Who, like we were just so depressed, like about like what was happening, and they just pull us back in, like yeah, man. They got Russell yeah, T man. Davis, man. You got <laughs> hey, Russell T Davis. Hey, hey John, I've got I've got good news for you. What? We're probably gonna cover the Chris Chibnall stuff on the podcast before the Russell T Davis stuff starts. I'm sorry. <laughs> no we'll probably do i I think i think what i'm planning is that when they do it in 2023 so this is november 2023 a long time away we'll do like best of every doctor so we'll do we'll do family of blood we'll do water of mars we'll do 11th power we'll do pandora opens we'll do heaven sent we'll do like all that stuff but yeah the king has returned i'm so happy i i don't even like did you see what he posted on instagram today uh, let me have a look. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. No, sorry, right. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. There you go. Russell. It oh, may or may not be on screen, but oh my he god! Posted... I know, right? Day one. He just posted Day... a picture of him like leaning against like a broken Dalek, and it's just so like oh. Okay, that that's iconic. That he's back. It is iconic. Look at him. What a guy. That's gonna be on screen. Oh my right god. Now, okay. So like, day one. Dude? Day what one. Dude? Oh my god. He's back. Wow. He's back. Aha! I can't believe it. This is what it's like, right? Uh, I saw like 
I saw a meme on Twitter, and this is totally what it's like. It's like, say if you go back to the First World War, if you're a time traveler and you go to the First World War, and you say World War One, and they're like, what do you mean one? Uh-uh. Right? And you're like, oh, spoilers, because World War Two. It's like when you, you go back, it's like you, you meet a time traveler, and they're like, oh, what era of Doctor Who is it? Oh, it's Russell Davis. Which one? One or two? Like, who would have thought that he would ever come back? I didn't. Like, what does this, what does this mean? Does this mean that Such Russell a- could come back? Massive plot twist that. <laughs> Just like huge, huge, huge plot twist. I love it. I mean, yeah. this is gonna be great. Oh man, so so amazed that he's back. Oh my god, brilliant, absolutely amazing. Obviously, we don't do the news anymore, but I had to. I had to say it. I had to tell. I had to tell you all. Uh, this is incredible news. So good. So so good. Right, let's go viewing. What have you watched this week? Um, let me let me have a look. What. Because I've been busy watching Cowboy Bebop all week. Okay, uh, well, just uh, just tell me. I've only got one thing this week, so just you only need one thing, and then we'll uh, and then we'll head out. Um, but we only have ten minutes left on the Zoom okay. call, so uh, like I, keep it I, about I'm like not... four minutes. Uh, okay, so far I'm just gonna tell you how far I'm enjoying Cowboy Bebop. Do it. Um, right, I'm not gonna rate it, but okay, so Cowboy Bebop is uh last week i think i talked about a bit more but now i'm more uh, a lot more into the episodes so now on on episode eight yeah and it's so cool like what like the music and the like the philosophical questions like throughout the episodes and like it really makes you think about like the whole character the story and characters and it it gets real i mean he gets, you know, like like that emotional, realistic connection with the characters. Like, um, like we follow Spike, and about like his past, his journey, and like how it's. It, it kind of reminds me of the stuff that I was watching for Neon Genesis Evangelion, but this was more, uh, more realistic on the terms of like, um, uh, like. Some of the, like the, the 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 dialogue is like introspective, like you know it it brings out a lot more meaning if you watch it into it if you know what I mean. Um, and I I am really enjoying it so far. Um, and I've been recommended a lot of animes right now because I've been talking about Cowboy Bebop. And yeah, so mate, like, it sounds like you're going on a real anime kick at the moment. <laughs> but I'm not going to be like a huge one like oh my god have you seen uh, Jojo's episode of intro but um, <laughs> yeah I've heard bad things about that one so. yeah I heard about bit, bad things about that yeah. one as well uh, but uh, I've been recommended by uh, a lot of people like they've been telling me to watch Tokyo Revengers uh, Full Metal Alchemist Naruto um, like some crazy shows uh, but the crazy thing about Naruto uh, is that it's got 700 episodes and the most important episodes that you go watch oh are only 400 episodes. Only for what? That, that's insane. That is insane. I, I don't know what to say. To I, 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 they, they said, how, wait, oh, how, how long is each episode? 20 minutes, 23 minutes. Okay. That's right, fine. Okay. Right. So 300, right. Okay. So, um, Okay. That's gonna be a long time to consume. I uh, oh my god, but um, but I'm gonna watch like some of the most. Oh, and then there's the most. Uh, a lot of people have been saying, oh, you should watch this sh- really good show on Netflix called Semi Champloo. Uh, 
which is the same creator who did um, Cowboy Bebop, and the it, it's it's a great show, so I recommend that as Brilliant. well. So people have been doing that, so yeah, um, I'm enjoying Cowboy Bebop. Tom, what have you been watching? Well, it's been a couple of weeks, but I continued my soiree across the Daniel Craig James Bond films. Um, obviously, ah, the yes. next week on the podcast, we're going to talk about No Time to Die. I'm Woo! so excited. I've got my tickets booked for Thursday. If they delay oh, it again, so- I am going to kill somebody. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> so annoyed. But yes, I watched Quantum of Solace. Now, Quantum of Solace is a very like controversial one because... Obviously, people kind of, the general consensus is for Daniel Craig Bond films, Casino Royale is great, Skyfall is great, Quantum of Solace isn't great, and Spectre isn't great. Um, But I'd only seen Quantum of Solace once, didn't remember a single thing, and immediately I was like, oh, this is bad. And I have to say, it wasn't bad. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Now, I have to say, the action in this is dreadful. It's overcut to hell. You can't see what's going on half the time. They're trying to replicate the whole Jason Bourne style of like action where it's like, you know, like close cut, like, you know, like every hit is like a different cut. And it works well for those films because they do it well. Like, you know, like the director and the editor, like, you know, clearly know how to do it. But this is just like so disorienting and, you know, but it's not, it's not a super action heavy film. What I really enjoyed about it is that it was a character study of Bond in Casino Royale. I'm not going to spoil it, but Bond goes through a really big loss in his life. And Quantum of Solace literally is Bond finding solace. It's him, you know, coming to terms with that, you know, and coming to terms with the kind of person he is. You know, he uses people and those people die. You know, his friends die. And it was it was a beautiful character study. I really enjoyed it. I mean, not all the aspects were completely ironed out. As I said, the action wasn't great. The villain, again, he could have been a lot better. Um, and, you know, some of the aspects of the plot, you know, main plot surrounded it. But the the characters were very, very well done, I thought. And I was really impressed because I hadn't heard anything good about Quantum of Solace ever. Um, and it, it was one of just the most surprising things because, you know, I don't expect much from James Bond most of the time, but I was really surprised how much it, you know, most James Bond films aren't direct sequels, but this one really is a direct sequel to Casino Royale. And it, it shows, you know, kind of Bond going through his last attachment and, you know, and fully becoming the Bond that we know, like the film ends with the classic Bond walk where he shoots the, where he shoots the down the barrel. And that was just so rewarding. Um, And yeah, I was just so surprised and I'm really impressed by it. You know, it it, it continues the story of Casino Royale really well. And I think that if you've watched it before and you didn't like it, rewatch it. Or just if you haven't watched it before, definitely, it's definitely one of the best Bonds. Now having seen to all 22 of them, having rewatched 22 of them before No Time to Die, I can say that it's it's actually one of the better ones. And it yeah, it's aged really well. The Bond girl doesn't even like get with James Bond. And I loved that because I think the Bond girl is a really tiring trope. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I'd give it a seven out of 10. So, you know, like, re- like solid Bond film, you know, not amazing, but really solid and surprising. So I think because I was so surprised, I've, I'm, I'm a lot more positive than I would have been otherwise. Um, but yeah, I was very impressed. Um, take us out, John. Uh, can I just add one more thing? Sorry. Yeah, no, go for it. Okay, so um, I'm not going to review it, but it was just a film that I had to experience. So mm-hmm. um, so in my film studies, we are watching experimental films. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, I, I have you watched experimental films? Yeah, yeah, we did. Ex- we did experimental. I don't know if I don't know if it's the same film as what um, you did. But you did Pulp Fiction, right? We did. Yeah. So we were watching a film called V. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but Vis a V. It's a French hey. film. Yes, yeah, I remember that was the other one on the course. Yeah, yeah, and it was such a weird film. Right, okay, okay but in terms of weird, like not um, the lighthouse weird or um, Annette weird or mm-hmm. something like that. It, it, it the film itself is just strange. Not like. Uh, okay so with the story it was all over the place i mean this is experimental like some you're not supposed to understand the narrative but then again it does show you the narrative but it just strips away from that sometimes it was so bizarre and it i don't i don't have to review experimental films it was just like it's more about the director's ability not like you know what's it showing but yeah it was weird i had to tell you that but yeah that was it really but it was just not really it wasn't planet it wasn't pleasant to watch really it was just so confusing i don't understand bait i because we we've we've taken the same um film course and Mm. i don't understand why they changed pulp fiction because in my opinion pulp fiction was an incredibly easy film to study you know tarantino is, is is a really you know good director to just you know look at and unpeel all of his like things and you know, I think that you would have killed it at Pulp Fiction. Oh, this said that was really hard to do. No, I I, thought, I found it was really easy, and um, and I think that I think that the teachers might have found it difficult to um do, but I, I remember me and all my friends in the class found it easy. So yeah, oh, that's strange yeah. because we're finding the film incredibly hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're finding it so. We just we're finding it really hard now. Like. It's just like, oh, the director's doing this and this and this. But no, it's just not, it's not really getting it really anywhere. It, it's just, yeah, it was weird. But um, yeah, that was something I had to tell uh, what I watched. Cool. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Take us out then. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to end it on that. But um, fine. so thank you for listening in uh, for uh, in the, this episode. This We've just been through a lot of really good episodes with Visions. And if you haven't watched it, I, I would recommend it if you're an anime fan and Star Wars. But uh, so they're the strong episodes that you really want to watch. So I would recommend that. Uh, of course. If you enjoyed it, give it a like. Why yeah, the give hell it a not? Like, man. Uh, give and it subscribe like, yeah. if you want to see more. Next week, we're doing No Time to Die heavily awaited James Bond film. I'm very excited for that. And the week after that, we're doing all ten, 10? Uh, no, all nine Wes Anderson films ranked, which is going to be great. John, I don't know yeah. where you are. I still have three to watch, but um, uh, yeah, I've got about I, two weeks to watch the rest. I just need to watch The Darling... Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, yes. I need yeah. to watch that. And I just need to... The Life Aquatic. Uh-huh. Um... I think that's it. Oh, really? I don't know. I'll okay. have to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so yeah, so we'll be doing that. Um, you, if you want to, like, share your thoughts uh, on anything that we've, di- we've, we've discussed about Doctor Who, about Visions, about any of the things we talked about, or, you know, ask us questions or anything, you can email us at us at, us at outoftimefilmpod.com. 
com, at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Alstein Film Pod or follow me on Twitter at Tom the Wadman, even though it's just me liking and retweeting stuff. I don't really say much, but you can get some opinions on um, the main Twitter. And yeah, um, stay safe, everyone. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah. And um, I think that's everything. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. One thing. Sorry. So sorry. So Whoa. sorry. Can I just chip in like the hilarious stuff? Chris chip Pratt's away. with a voice. Oh, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt is going to voice Mario. Why? Oh Why? I just want, I just Who thought that was a good house. idea? And then Jack Black is going to play as Bowser. What? <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to, ca- uh, many people have said this, but if you're going to cast Charlie Day as Luigi, cast Danny DeVito as Mario. Come on, come on. Yeah. Would have been what? great. That'd have been awesome. Yeah, great. Okay. Sorry to end that. Okay. Thank you for listening in. Chris Pratt as Mario, ladies and gents. You cannot Woo! wait. And Anatel Joy is Peach. Yes. Why the hell not? We're okay, definitely, we're you. definitely going to cover that one. 100%. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Right. Oh my God. Right. Okay. Um, thank you. Yeah. Take what you're <laughs> oh, given. Uh, give nothing back. Goodbye. It's me, Mario. <laughs> Luigi. What was that? I don't even know what that was. I don't know. I don't know. End it. End it now. Okay, I'm just going.